podcast welcome to the show thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate you being here you can hit us up on twitter at Derek and mike pod instagram is Derek and mike or on our website derrickandmike.com my name is mike this is my boy Derek. what's up mike what's up everybody i went I went back to my old uh, intro i like that dude keeping it consistent that's yeah. uh that's good that's good programming right there that's tight oh like i'm programmed or no, no, no. That's like us programming a good show, a consistent, uh, well-structured show. It's, it's, oh. it's, uh, it's good. It's good pod. Okay, well, I deserve a Scooby snack then. <laughs> you get a Scooby <laughs> snack. ruh uh, <laughs> Hey, Derek, do you have any expired food in your refrigerator? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, like you know about it and you're purposely leaving it there, or you know about it and you just haven't gotten around to chucking it yet? This is kind of a sensitive subject because I got a lot, yeah, that I know about that is just there, and and yes, it's gross. Mm. <laughs> like what? What do you got? What are you aware of and just letting letting fester in your refrigerator? Well, first of all, you know, I think we go by the golden rule of condiments never have an expiration date. Okay. So like mustards and whatevers, whatevs, right? You know, it just doesn't have an expiration date in my mind. So I'm like, hey, mustard's good mm-hmm. forever. And we have a little bit of an issue in overbuying condiments because like our condiment drawers are just full of just like, even like we have sriracha mixed with mayo. Oh, spicy there. mayo. Yeah. yeah. But then you also have mayo and sriracha. Yes. Right. All of right. course. Yeah. And I got the real sriracha and then I got mayo too, which is probably expired, but somehow mayo has a long shelf life too, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. It, yeah. For something with for eggs in it. That's kind of surprising. Isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's the vinegar. Uh, ew. The vinegar. Uh, I like mayo. Don't fuck it up for me. <laughs> you mean you can't taste the mayo or the vinegar and mayo? Uh, like? Anyway, changing to changing the subject. <laughs> All right. What uh, else do you have that's expired? So condiments, you don't really give a shit about. You let them expire mm-hmm. purposely, consciously you leave them there and then you continue using them. Yeah, blueberries, you know, blueberries are going to be there until they get mold on them. I mean, mm-hmm. blueberries cost a lot. They're kind of going to be there. If I don't see any mold, it's going to stay there. As soon as they get mold, I'm not yeah. eating them. So probably some expired blueberries or two or three. Um, Fruit doesn't need an expiration date. It's so visibly obvious when it's bad. Like strawberries, you can look at them and go, oh, they're furry. All right, that one's bad. Or they just start getting kind of mushy and dark, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it's so obvious when strawberries are bad. Same with blueberries. And the thing about blueberries is you'll have a whole box of like 100 of them. And 80% of them will be perfect, you know, firm, great blueberries. And then as you dig through there, there'll be some rotten motherfuckers deep within, you know? Yeah, I think the saying goes, one bad, bad blueberry will ruin the whole bunch. Oh, man. I've been called yeah. that before. <laughs> <laughs> they call you blueberry, huh? Yeah, they call me the bad blueberry. Yeah, yeah he's the bad. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get that blueberry into this company? Uh, oh, that man. blueberry is just ruining everything. Dude, I was, I was thinking about expired food because, um, well, I guess in my fridge, too, like, um, sometimes stuff gets pushed way to the back, and uh, you don't see it. 
And then every once in a while, like I don't have room for the new Tupperware of last night's leftovers. So I got to make room and I dig some of the stuff out the back. And then I'm like, oh, I found like last month's leftovers back there, you know, like some Mm. buried in the abyss food. And uh, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not I don't think that's good or I'm not going to risk it. I'll throw it away. Other times it's like, holy goddamn, I'm growing a colony in there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, we pulled about probably six containers of Tupperware out of the fridge, I think, yeah. last weekend. And you know, they were sitting up there for a while, uh, and Megan ended up dumping them out, bless her heart. And, you know, you, you get you get to the point where when it's so old, you're like, do I just throw this whole Tupperware container out? Because it's oh, just yeah, I've a been piece there. of Tupperware. It's like, okay, this is a $3 container. Do I wash this disgusting thing or do I just throw it out? <laughs> I never want to use this again. Yeah, and even though I know it's I know it's plastic and none of the filth can can like permeate the surface, but still, I'm chucking it. I'm with you, dude. If something's like really gone south and furry and like black and hideous, like I'm just throwing the whole fucking thing. Not even in the house <laughs> trash, like in the in the in the outside trash bin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to uh you don't want it to sit and reek yeah and then because when you open it up like the mold the spores of the mold could just like shoot out and just be like <laughs> we're affecting your whole family you know they're that's just my like concern. Ag- ag- aggressive mold attacks they're like he's finally opened our lid ah get him boys yeah let's attack go for the go for it you know i and i am a little bit uh envious of those people that keep like a super clean uh, uh, fridge and like my my dad is like my dad and debbie they're just like great at keeping a clean fridge like Mm because you open up their fridge and you see like empty shelf space oh you know and i'm like how in the hell where is that like i have no empty shelf space it's embarrassing but the the caveat to that is like i don't i sometimes when i'm hungry I might, I don't even trust anything in my fridge sometimes because I'm like, I don't trust anything in there. But see, what's great is when they keep a clean fridge, they can trust anything they open. They open it up. Everything can, in there is good. Yeah, Everything yeah. in there is good. You can trust they'll, it. Uh, they'll eat a hard-boiled egg with complete confidence. Yeah. Like, they'll, they'll yeah. just bite right into it. They won't even cut it open first right. to kind of <laughs> yeah. inspect it at all. They're just like, I'm confident this is good, and I'm ingesting it whole. Yeah, yeah. I'm envious um, of those people. So where are you on the spectrum if you give yourself well, I was going to say, like you said, you don't even have room. Do you ever have people that come over to your house and they're so nice to like bring a dish in a gigantic <laughs> like like tray and they're like, here, throw this in the fridge. And you're like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's happening. <laughs> well, you have a fridge in your garage too, right? That's, and they're that, both just as full they're, they're and void of full. empty space. Yeah, they're, they are yeah. completely stacked, man. We way over by. Um, Same here. Yeah. We totally overbuy, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's just the truth. We just overbuy, and um, we have no room in the fridge. And with expired food, like I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same camp as you. Like I'm, I'm, I, I try to keep a clean fridge. I try to throw stuff away, but I, I'm not perfect at it. Stuff goes bad in there, and then you know I'll just chuck, chuck the whole container or whatever. Um, what made me think about expired food is I was reading this article that made me realize something I, I, I honestly had no idea about. Maybe you knew and I, I didn't oh. is that food expiration dates can vary widely from state to state and they can maybe not even be required on certain kinds of foods in certain states. I was like, mm. I guess I just thought that food expired at the same time in every state. 
Uh, and I'm sure it does, like yeah. like scientifically, but certain states have totally different regulations and rules about food expiration dates and the and the and the requirement to even have them at all. I had no fucking clue, and so I became interested hmm. in like, oh, huh. Well, what are some of the differences? So dig this one. The first one that jumped out at me was, um, like, whoa, that seems like this needs to be fixed. Is shellfish? Okay, hmm. when shellfish goes bad. You're talking like trip to the hospital sick. Like that's not just like, oh, it tasted kind of funky and I'm spitting it out or something. Like you eat bad shellfish, dude. I'm pretty sure you grow a second head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so Texas uh they they require dates on shellfish like most states, but not all states, which is the weirdest thing. Like hmm. um Utah does not require expiration dates on shellfish. Interesting. What? What so kind guess of, who's getting all the old shellfish? I, yeah, right? All the yeah, shellfish hey, distributors are like... Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it's fresh, we have to send it to the states that count uh, or that, that pay attention to it. But when it gets old, send it to Utah. Yeah, it's going to Utah. I guess this yeah, one's like, going to Utah. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't eat clams in Utah. Yeah. Gross. Um, and then in Montana, milk has to be sold within 12 days of pasteurization um, so 12 days after it's pasteurized is when it says it's either expired or Best Buy. Um, but in Ohio, it's 23 days, like double hmm. the, the length of time. Yeah. How can that be? Hmm. Yeah. See, you know, that actually kind of uh, um, makes something make sense to me now, because like I here in Tennessee, I've gone to buy milk or mostly creamer. You know, we don't do a lot of milk, mostly creamer in the coffee, but we mm -hmm. do milk, too. And man, sometimes it's like the expiration is like a month and a half from now or two months from now. And I'm like, how uh -huh. is that possible? Dude, you know, my but, boys both have a dairy allergy. So they, they kind of makes them like hivey and sneezy and stuff. So nothing like life threatening, but it just, you know, makes them all snotty and sneezy and uncomfortable. So we don't drink uh -huh. regular milk. My wife and I, we don't drink milk at all. Um, and so we buy the boys milk and we buy them this pea protein milk, which is funky. Mm. But, mm. um, uh, it's, Pretty good, I guess. I mean, if you're going to drink milk, it's not bad. To me, it's better than almond milk. I'm not a big fan of almond milk. And this pea protein milk made by Ripple is pretty good. It's expensive as hell, but the boys like it. It's got great um, nutrients and, and fat and protein content, very similar to real milk and all that. Um, but the expiration date is like months, which is weird. Like, how is yeah. that possible, dude? What kind of radioactive shit are you putting in this milk to make it last for months? So, yeah, and I hate to say this, but I heard this like many, many a year, many a moon ago, and it was that I heard, I read somewhere, don't know where, but it was a legit source that they put microparticles of aluminum hmm. in our food in order to preserve it. Maybe that's why it's so expensive. I don't know. Well, I would think that the longer the shelf life, the cheaper it would be, but... Um, it, yeah. It well, I know, be. like when you go to like the hippie grocery stores and everything's organic and pasture raised and, you know, read bedtime stories before they slaughter it. Um, everything there is super expensive, you know, meat at yeah. those places is like way more than just meat at Stater Brothers or Ralph's or something, you know? Yeah. Cause and, there's uh, no shelf life, right? Because they can keep it. Um, they, they got to sell it like right away. I, I would imagine yeah. there's no, um, uh, preserve it preservation yep. process which is great mm -hmm. yeah I, those are the best stores to shop yeah yeah we do we always shop at like trader joe's they've got good stuff like that uh sprouts has some pretty decent stuff like that 
Um, so we try, we try to buy good meat. We try to buy good eggs too. I like buying farm fresh eggs, like pasture raised. I'll buy the expensive eggs because yeah. I really like eggs. I eat a lot of them every day. Um, I eat six eggs every morning. That's my routine right now. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of eggs, man. I yeah, eat three yeah. eggs a day and I think I'm just like eating a lot of eggs, but six eggs yeah, is just six, no joke. <laughs> six eggs every morning. And what I started doing is, dude, I live in the Inland Empire in Southern California and Chino is in the Inland Empire. And Chino is a big egg farming city or town or, or mm-hmm. district. And, uh, when I'm in that area in the morning, I'll cruise through egg farms and you can just drive through and buy like big 30 egg flats of eggs fresh from the egg farm that was laid like that morning. Yeah. And, uh, it's less expensive than the grocery store. Um, so they're super fresh. They're, they're pasture raised and they're like straight from the farm. You're supporting local farmers and it's like great on all fronts. It's, it's a bitching way to go. Yeah. It's I'm just, all about that. Mm-hmm. It's just inconvenient because then I'm driving around work all day with you know a flat of eggs on my floorboard, and then like when I go into a meeting, not not so much now when it's forty degrees, it's fine. But like in the summer when it's hot, I'll go into a meeting in the middle of the day and I'll have eggs on the floorboard of like where the passengers' feet go in my truck, and I'll just let the air conditioner crank while I go into a meeting, and uh, I'll just leave my truck running and leave the air conditioner on. And I've had people come in when I'm in a meeting for a while. They're like, "Hey, Mike." Um, you know your truck's running outside? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got eggs in there. <laughs> like, weirdo. Uh, that's funny. That is kind of weird, but that, yeah. that's a that's an icebreaker, though. Yeah, of course, I'm I weird. have eggs uh, in my truck, yeah. in my yeah, car. Yeah, don't you leave your truck running with the air conditioner cranking when you buy eggs at an egg farm in the morning and then go to work all day? Like, come on, yeah. how do you do it? I got it? 48 eggs in there, dude. What do dude, you want like, me to do? 90. I'll buy three flats and really? they're 30 each, dude. I'll have like a stack of 90 eggs. Wow, how much does that cost you? Do you remember? Uh, not that much, dude. Not that much. They're they're like ten dollars a flat or something for like Dang, thirty eggs. Yeah. You're paying like ten bucks. Man, yeah. I, I've thought about having chickens too. Like it's oh, crossed my too. mind a couple times. Yeah, know? man. Yeah, I mean, and and really, like I had somebody, like I had uh, Esme's birthday party, my daughter's birthday party, and then uh, somebody came over. And they totally sold me on the chicken thing. Like I was sold on the chicken. I was like, I'm going to get chickens. I'm going to do it. Cause he, he explained that you can still go on vacation and, and have chickens. You know, what you don't, what you can't have is a rooster, obviously. Okay. You're, you're yeah. Yeah. Cause then you pissed. don't get, you know, edible eggs, you get baby chickens. Yeah. I guess that's how that, I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that's why, cause if, if and, the hens lay the eggs and they're unfertilized, so they're eggs that you want to eat. But if they lay eggs and then the rooster fertilizes them, then they're baby chickens. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's got to be ways around that. I don't know if they neuter the poor guy or what. But the th- but the truth of the matter is when there is a rooster around, then the hens are happier and they're more secure and they feel safer. So the rooster mm. is the protector. And, of course, you can only have one rooster. You know, that, that motherfucker runs the whole um, corral there. Okay. Yeah. And, but, uh, what stopped me or where I'm concerned is that like, you remember that cold spell we had and it got down to like seven degrees over oh, wow. here. Like, I mean, how in the hell is a chicken, is a chicken going to be able to survive that? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I think you're I'm, having chicken the next day after it gets down to seven degrees overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I right. think, yeah. <laughs> I think, well, it's already frozen, so it's nice and preserved. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you can leave it in your fridge and let it go bed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can wrap it in a bag and just throw it in the fridge, huh? 
I'm surprised you haven't gone the route of getting a chicken coop yet because you've got land. You're in Tennessee. You're becoming total mm-hmm. farmer Derek. And yeah. uh, you've mm-hmm. got a giant garden. I mean, you've got an excellent piece of property for, for chicken rearing. And uh, have you ever gone online and looked at, like, pre-built chicken coops? I have. If you do. Yes. They're f- they're fucking awesome, dude. Like, really bitching. They're almost like child's playground uh, oh, things. Where, I, did- I mean, they've, they've got, like, these really neat, like, kind of, like, elevated sleeping areas with a, a ramp that goes down. Like, they've got some really cool ones, dude, with a big enclosed cage area for them to run and play. And, and uh, I mean, all sorts of different um designs of chicken coops for diff- the amount of space you have they're mm-hmm. really cool dude i i've watched some youtube university videos where it shows like how to build one of those two that's probably the route i would i would rather go just because cleaning them is the biggest bitch uh-huh. that there is like you like you need a very easy way to clean them and i don't know if the pre-bought ones have like the super easy way to clean them because like you need easy access to where all the poop drops and you, you need like a stick with a another perpendicular stick on it where you can go in and you can kind of drag it all out, drag all the poop out to the ground. Why not get one big enough you can like walk into? Um, Boy, that's a big coop. I don't know. I'm not going mean, to have like a thousand chickens. Yeah, but. the square footage could be the same. Just make it tall enough, you know, instead of making it four feet high, make it eight feet high. Uh, I don't know if I've seen many chicken coops that you can walk into. I mean, I've seen the cage outside mm-hmm. the chicken coop that sure. you can walk into. Oh, they, I gotcha. I got, play. yeah, the, the walk in, yeah, the play area, <laughs> the play yard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You got to have the little sleeping little, the little house where they're supposed to lay eggs. Oh, dude, what I learned is I know a lady who, uh, that I work with who keeps chickens. So I'm always asking her about her chickens and she's always the one that's like, Mike, why don't you fucking buy some chickens? We talk about this all the time. Yeah. And, buy uh, some chickens. <laughs> she just just buy some chickens already. And she has baby chickens. She's just like, I'll give you chickens. I'm like, oh, I would love that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, she was saying that um, chickens will lay their eggs all over the place. Um, so one benefit of having a coop is obviously safety, but also it keeps the, the eggs pretty contained so that, you know, you can go find them every morning. Um, yeah. She lets her chickens run around free in the yard and uh, then every morning is like Easter, and she's walking around the yard trying to find eggs. And the chickens actually try to hide them from her. So if if the chickens see her picking up their eggs in a certain spot, they won't lay the egg in that spot anymore. They'll go and try to, mm. like, hide the egg. Um, mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. I was like, wow, every morning's like Easter, you know? You get to go out and search for the eggs. She's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, but a lot of, most times I just don't find them all, and then, you know, you find rotten eggs later on. I'm like, oh. Well, the, I've, the, the videos that I've watched, they have, like, uh, a little secret hatch on the back of the chicken coop where you go in, and maybe the chickens don't see... I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of contraption there. I should look at that. I didn't know that chickens would hide their eggs from you, but it makes sense because yeah, don't steal my eggs. I'm, you know, yeah, they're uh, they're babies. The fittest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're but, not. Um, I never. It's funny. Like I never even thought about that being the case because I just assumed chickens were cool with us eating their babies for breakfast. Yeah, like, right. but it makes sense that they would yeah. they would not want you to just pick them up and fry them up. They're like, hey, that's my egg, asshole. Like, why do you keep eating them? Here comes you, that son of a bitch to come take all our kids here comes, again. Here comes that psychopath that eats our offspring for breakfast every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It no, would that's be, funny. Uh, um, dude, I would love to have chickens. You need to get chickens for us. Like, I, I can't get chickens, so you must. And I want. Why like, can't you get chickens? Is it because are you in a um, HOA or something? Um, I am in an HOA. I, I don't think they would allow it. But even if they did, like, my life isn't. Uh, I, I couldn't have chickens, dude. Like with the two young kids and all that, like maybe in a couple years when they're a little older, I, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just an excuse or whatever, but I can't imagine being able to properly care for chickens when, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm just scrambling to keep up with what I got going on already. Yeah, I get you there. I don't think they take a whole lot of care. I mean, th- this is what the person sold me on. I don't know, but what he does, he gets like a, he has like a three or four inch PVC pipe, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's tall and he fills it up with feed and then, you know, it comes down and it outputs to a little bowl right there. So it always, they always have feed. So he he says, I can go on vacation for like two weeks. I don't even have to dick with anything. And then if you set up a little rainwater catchment system, that might be an issue in California, but you set up a rainwater catchment system, then you can also have them have water all the time too. But then you got food, right? But one kind of cool thing that I saw one time was this farm that had chickens and they said we never have to feed our chickens and what they did was they just had a big mound of compost and inside that compost worms go in the compost worms like to eat the compost Mm. so the chickens just spend their whole day on this big mound of compost just digging through it finding the worms finding the meal bugs the the you know i mean so so it's kind of and then they're pooping on the compost so well, it's and kind what of you like want, a, dude, like the best eggs are pasture raised because chickens are healthier when they eat insects instead of eating like yeah. grain. You know, when it's like all, oh, mm-hmm. all vegetarian fed, like that's not yeah. the ideal chicken diet. Chicken oh, should yeah. be eating bugs. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's the idea. Although I can't think of anything that would stink more. Like chicken shit already smells really bad. Like chicken coop stinks. So you want some yardage. Um so you can position the chicken coop a little away from the house, right? You, you don't want mm-hmm. it really close to your living space because chickens don't smell pleasant. Um, but then add to that a giant compost heap that they're walking around in all day. Like, that sounds like some stinky shit. Healthy eggs, no. but uh, well, stinky backyard. Well, I mean, but co- the compost can be kind of cured. It's not. It doesn't have to be like raw compost. But oh, yeah, okay. you're right. I mean, yeah, generally speaking. I mean, I have a pretty good sized compost in the backyard back there. I don't ever smell it. Um, okay. Sometimes in the heat right. of, winter of of summer, yeah, I have smelled it. I can't lie See, about dude, that. You've already got the compost. Like you're mm-hmm. you're seventy yeah, percent there. there, dude. Like just get some chickens. Just let it happen. Esme is sweet. She would be nice with yeah. them. She'd probably love it. Yeah, I mean, I I remember my dad had chickens back. Uh, this had to be like eighty two. Yeah, and this was a backyard in Anaheim. So, like, if you could do it in a backyard at Anaheim, you could do it, man. Yeah, so, I mean, Riverside, you know, like. I just remember chasing these chickens around the yard, man. I'm just like, I can never catch them. But, like, as a kid, I'm just like, I got to get one of those chickens. You know, Did you learn that from Rocky or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah, is Rocky? Of course. Rocky and well, Bullwinkle or? No, no, no. Rocky the movie, the boxer, Rocky, oh, Sylvester dun, dun, Stallone. Dun, dun, like, dun, one dun, of his training. Oh, did he chase chickens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because when he, like, went back to his roots and went back to, like, training like a ghetto boy, then uh, he was doing things just, like, running in the streets and uh, um, doing sit-ups, uh, you know, in, in the neighborhood and chasing chickens. That was one well, of his training. Well, you tra- caught me, Mike. I, I don't, I guess I don't have that <clears throat> that history of uh, American zeitgeist. Um, you got me. I'm a Russian spy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't remember that part of the movie. That's a trip. 
Okay, dude, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna take a left turn on you here, but when you said okay. um, that you didn't have that in your American Zeitgeist, like in your mm-hmm. database, in your mm-hmm. in your bank of human knowledge, it made me yes. think about Chat GPT. And Ooh, I was I've been, just talking to somebody about that today. I've been meaning to talk to you about it. I'm so excited. Mm. Okay. Um, wow, it's fucking amazing. Like, oh, is it? Uh-huh. It's a. Have you played with it? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's amazing? amazing huh? Uh, well, you know. The, also, the, you have to understand the other side of the dangers of it. Oh no, no. I, I think it's it's the beginning of the downfall of so many things. Um, if this is what you're being shown, there's stuff that's way more powerful than that. You don't yeah. know. When you're online, you don't know if you're talking to somebody real or not. You don't uh-huh. know. You yeah. don't know. And, well, dude, and now when you're reading a news article, when you're reading a resume, I mean, when you're reading anything now, you don't, you're not going to know if the human with the human name at the bottom of this thing, is that actually the person who wrote it or was it written by yeah. AI? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing, too, is this stuff is being used in order to test our feedback, our reaction oh, to, yeah. to bullshit. It could be utter bullshit. Well, I'm skewing it. It's thrown out, but as long as it gets a reaction, hey, it, this shit sticks to the wall. We're going to use it more. We're going to throw it out more. It's being used in, in by governmental agencies, by um, <clears throat> by people that people that are paid by tax dollars that shouldn't be using this shit on their own people. I'll just so put it that way. We we should I don't know. I, I only recently learned about it existed and how to use it and what it is. So we should say like all right, just bare bones like what is it? Chat GPT is a AI tool that has been made free to the public, right? So online, it's basically an online um, artificial intelligence tool that anybody can go and create an account and tell this AI engine to do something or ask it questions. And the AI engine will go to work based on what you say and basically use cumulative all, all all knowledge all knowledge of the human race right up until 2021 um to generate human like responses and outputs and i mean you can use it you can tell it to do um got anything so some examples would be you can tell it to um write a short story like um, I'm weird, so I told it to write a short story about Benjamin Franklin being a uh, vampire. And then it just immediately spits out a pretty well-thought-out, well-structured, um, you know, uh, story with plot trajectory and an ending and, and, and all of its referencing, like, real historical information about Benjamin Franklin because it has access to all human knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can tell it to write a business plan. Like you can go into chat GPT and tell it, write a business plan for a company that sells shoes targeted to young adults. And it'll just start spitting out like a very well-structured business plan. And then, yeah, of course you may want to go in and tweak some things or whatever, but in seconds you have a very well-structured, very professional business plan based on what you told it. And you can even get more specific after it finishes spitting out this whole business plan about a young adult oriented shoe company. You can tell it, uh, now do the same thing again, um, for a company that's also geared toward running or mountain climbing or whatever. And then it would redo the entire business plan based on that new addition of information. And it's it's just amazing how fast this thing works, and uh, I don't know, dude. Um, I think it's 
just incredible. I think it's also the beginning of the end in some ways, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which mm-hmm. is a sad realization, you know? Um, uh, I think it's going to be funny 20 years from now to maybe listen back to this podcast and see how amazed I was that an AI bot can write a resume for you or write a short story because it's going to be such an ingrained um, uh, part of our lives in no time, really. People are already using it to like run blogs. You can tell it, write a blog article about... Um, you know, the, the, uh, uh, ups and downs of being a young parent and it would just spit out an article and then it might be too short or too long. And you can say, do the same thing in 500 words. And then it would spit out a 500 word article about that specific topic. And then you could say, do the same thing, but focus more on the benefits of being a young parent. And, and, and it would do that exact same thing based on that tweak. It's it's incredible. And then, boom, in seconds, you have a, a big blog article that you could post and put your own name on the bottom of. Like, that changes content creation. Yeah, no. Um, and the other thing, too, though, I don't know how much people realize how our lives have been shaped by this type of AI where we're at right now. Like, is it a coincidence that everything is a shit show and is is it tied to this and i would contend yes it is because they use this in order to chat online i think there there's some uh platforms online like social network platforms which are almost purely uh this type of chatbot where they're fake accounts fake everything and you i mean i i've got i've been on twitter before and i've replied to something and i've gotten a reply back which was which may have been a dumb AI where you can tell that it's AI, but there's many cases where you can't, you can barely mm-hmm. tell that it's AI. Mm-hmm. And so we have no idea who we're talking to, or if we're talking to a computer, if it's trying to extract, it's trying to test a hypothesis. It's trying to test a, um, it could even be for a political campaign, trying to test a smear against an opponent. And then they throw, they throw 500, they say generate 10,000 smears, throw them out there. Let's see which one sticks, which one sticks. They pull back. Uh, All of a sudden you see it on the nightly news. Yeah. Like, it, it makes things like it makes news, uh, even more unbelievable than it is. Or maybe this mm-hmm. is, is what's behind news becoming, uh, unbelievable and un, un, yep. undigestible already. Yeah. Is that's a great, is, that's believe. a, cause yeah, you could, you could, wow, shit. I never thought about that part of it. Um, you could say, yeah. Um, right. Facebook posts uh, about, you know, negative Facebook posts about Joe Biden or any politician, any fill in the blank. And it would just start yeah. spitting things out based on real life information, real based yeah. on you, all human knowledge. That's right. Use the history that Joe Biden has in his past and generate 500 fake stories that seem believable. Right. Right. And it would just boom. start spitting them out. Boom, 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 boom. As fast as you can read them, faster than you can read them, it spits them out. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Now, it's insane. Now send it to the AI bots. AI bots go and they tweet every five, all 500 of them, which ones, uh, two or three go viral. Pure lies mm-hmm. could be pure, 100% lie. Yeah. That's the one that ends up on the nightly news as a pure bullshit lie. I mean, the news is not even news at this point anymore. Like the shit yeah. that they put on there, it's, almost all verifiably false if not immediately 
six months from now, it's all yeah. bullshit. Which makes and, yeah, news as we know well. it. Uh, I mean, it, it just makes it irrelevant and pointless. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that part's scary and sad, but it's an inevitable future. So it doesn't, doesn't do us any good to sit and lament that fact that this exists. Um, that's we true, can, but we do have to be aware of it. We do. We do. You're right. So, so that's, that's an important disclaimer. Um, but even just like the mundane bullshit that, a, that a free AI engine like this can do, um, it can write code, you know, it, it, it can, mm-hmm. it can, you can tell it, um, write a, write an app in C++ that pulls, um, real estate listings from this website and populates them into something else or something simple and useful. And it, it will just start spitting out code. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell it, write a three page book report on the catcher in the rye and mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Think about being a student these days. Serious. I yeah. mean, to be a student and just go like, okay guys, we're going to need you to, uh, write a thesis and you can literally have this thing, write a thesis for you in seconds. Based on yeah, all human knowledge. Teacher. Yeah, think about being a teacher and having to detect, detect this bullshit. How can you? I mean, when you look at the output yeah. this thing's doing, it's like, it, it's if, if you go tell it, which the catcher in the right example was my neighbor showing me, he's like, look at this, dude. Write a, a short summary of the catcher in the rye. And it did. It spit out a couple paragraphs that, that totally summarized a very complex book. And then he said, okay, now summarize catcher in the rye in 50 words. And it did. Okay, now summarize the catcher wow. in the rye yeah. in ten words, and it and it did a very concise adjustment in the length of its descriptions that that kept the main point. Like it was better than I could do. You I, know why it's so good at that? Write a concise da 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 da, da that would fit in a tweet in a tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I can do that. Well, okay, so I even had it do um, one thing, and I wanted to do it live on the air with you. Uh, even yeah. though we're not live because it's a podcast, but Ooh, it feels live because whoever's listening it, listening to it right now is live. Busted. So I've got Chat GPT on my phone right next to me, and uh, I'm going to tell it, okay, this. Oh, hold on. I'm going to figure out how to use my microphone voice to text thing in here in one second. Okay. Write a song about. Two old friends, Derek and Mike, who start a podcast. And there we go. It's working. It's spitting out verses. Verse one, boom, boom, boom. It's already writing. And, it says, uh, like it never changes what I feel. My face will never show what is not real. Yeah. You're going to be singing that one later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's got verse one, a chorus, verse two. It's writing verse two right now. Okay, sing it. Sing it like that. I'm, I'm, waiting, it for in... it to, I'm waiting for it to finish. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can, you can Verse two, chorus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. But, okay. but, but do it to the could have lied. Yeah, you. So well, I, I don't know if that's going to match. I'll try to find the the the, the rhythm of it. <laughs> okay, come on. Derek and Mike, they go way back through thick and thin and all the cracks. Their friendship stood the test of time, and now they're starting something new, something divine. Ooh. Here's the chorus. Together, they're starting a podcast talking about life and things that last. It's been a long <laughs> time coming, but now they're ready to get things humming. Ooh. Derek's wow. got a voice that's smooth like silk. Mike's Ooh. got the jokes that make you tilt. <laughs> Together they make a great team, talking about everything from dreams to memes. Together wow. they're starting a podcast, talking about life and things that last. It's been a long time coming, but now they're ready to get things humming. 
They're not Goodness. here to be famous. They're here to sell out. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. I read that wrong. I'm like, wait a minute. Fuck you, chat GPT. Hold on. Verse three is, they're not here to be famous. They're not here to sell out. They're just here to talk and laugh and shout. Sharing their stories and their hearts, together they're ready to make a new start. Back to the chorus. Together they're starting a podcast, talking about life and making things last. It's been a long time coming, but now they're ready to get things humming. It just seems fucking long, dude. Now it goes to a bridge. Yeah. They wow. might not have millions of fans. Hey, fuck you, ChatGPT. Yeah, what what is off. this? I, I didn't tell yeah. you to, to be a dick to us. You don't know me. Uh, now I'm going to tell it. Now do the same thing, but stop being a dick. <laughs> they might not have millions of fans, but they've got each other, and that's the plan. Oh. <laughs> Talking and laughing, sharing their truth. They're excited to see where this podcast goes to. Together, they're starting a podcast, talking about life and making things, oh, and things that last. It's been a long time coming, but now they're ready to get things humming. And the outro, Derek and Mike, they've been through it all, but now they're ready to stand tall. Starting a podcast, it's just the start of a new adventure that's close to their hearts. Oh. That's not (laughs) fucking bad, dude. That's not fucking bad, and it's actually kind of accurate in a lot of ways. Dude, yeah, totally, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, did I just fucking, I lost it. Imagine when it go, it sifts through your Facebook history yeah. and writes a writes a song based off that. Ooh. Hold on. Uh, or it starts transcribing our podcast and then, mm. Yep. Okay, yeah. now, now dig this. Uh, we'll, we'll do this one here. Write a haiku poem about the Derek and Mike podcast. A haiku is pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot what that is, but I know it's uh it's Japanese. it's where like, it has a certain syllable count. I forget the number, but like the first line is so many syllables, the second line is so many syllables. Oh, I'm getting You're a phone tantalizing call. me. I'm I know. tantalized. So so this is okay, one of the most powerful AI engines that that we've ever had access to that you and, know um, about, dude. <laughs> well, no, that I have that I have access to. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. maybe I have access to others, but this is the most powerful AI bot that I've ever had access to. And I think that I'm using it very productively by having it write songs about the Derek and Mike podcast. And then here it just spit out a haiku poem. uh, Two friends, one podcast, sharing stories and laughter. Derek and Mike's show. That's that's not very good. Yeah, that's... (laughs) mm. They're limited. All right, it's a haiku. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Okay, here we go. Write a Shakespeare sonnet about two old friends, Derek and Mike. Derek is an ex-Zen Buddhist. Mike is an ex-punk rocker. Wait, are you an ex-Zen Buddhist or a Zen Buddhist? Mm, Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an ex, but I'm an ex-Zen priest. All right. So you're always a Zen Buddhist. Well, and I'm always a punk rocker too. I shouldn't call myself an ex-punk yeah, rocker. Yeah, you're always a punk rapper. Yeah. 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 Uh, do it over, punk. Yeah. yeah. Do it over. Yeah, Ch- we are that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Forever. That. Yeah. Um, Did so it write it? It's. 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 No, oh, it's thinking. Oh, it's thinking on this one. Ooh, wow. What? It's you thinking. It. it has to reference uh, Shakespeare's, because um, Shakespearean sonnets are very like. Uh, whimsical and uh, metaphorical, and it's not a very straightforward poem format or style, right? 
and and then it mixes with zen and it's like what is the sound of one hand clapping it's like what oh yeah there's a lot to think about there so i've got to write a shakespearean sonnet uh, about two guys (laughs) one of them is a zen buddhist and then they're gonna have to reference some punk rock shit in there too let's see let's see what chat gpt pulls out of its ass for that one interesting oh my god all right it's still writing it's got a few lines in wow it's it's thinking cow yeah oh it's using the word twas because it's very shakespearean oh i like that nice yeah yeah it's got some class i use twas every day i think or i use till oh yeah till and twas twas it was i like those those words twas soap twas poisoning uh oh my phone turned off Uh oh fuck okay it's still going all right, so anyway, I'll read you the first few lines. I don't know how long a Shakespearean sonnet is, but it's getting kind of long. Okay. When Zen and Punk did cross each other's way, two friends did meet, both aged and full of years, one with a shaven head, one clad in gray, and though their paths seemed different, twas not tears. Mm. Mm. That mm. Well, Shakespearean stuff doesn't always have to rhyme. That filled their eyes upon that fateful day, for friendship knows no bounds of creed or age, but rather seeks the common ground to lay a solid bond that ne'er will e'er assuage. Oh, we're lovers. This is what's going on. And you did Shakespeare and it's like, oh, we're Romeo and Juliet. A solid bond doesn't have to be gay. We could just be like bonded in friendship. There was another word in there too that kind of like made me think, hmm. Queer. Um. For Derek, once a Zen Buddhist true, did learn to see the world in different light. And Mike, ex-punk, learned to see it too. Their shared experience gave their friendship might. Though paths diverge, their bond does not abate. For friends like these, true friends, forever mates. Huh. Okay. All right. It's not terrible. It's yeah. better than I can yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go with it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So there we go. We got a haiku. Yeah. We got a uh, song, and we got a Shakespearean sonnet in like a couple of seconds, all written by an AI bot. Yeah. No, it's a trip, man. It's a trip. Mm. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Mm. Oh, you can also yeah. tell it, write a fart joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, you know, yeah, we've been, we've been testing that at work, um, or some some people have, and they do the jokes. It's not the greatest in jokes. You when you start specifying, uh, probably fart jokes. It probably kills it. It, it doesn't. Because, I've done it before, and it's like, why did the fart cross yeah. the road to get to the other cheek? And I'm like, all right. Uh, was, yeah. Uh, my my hopes were higher. Chat GPT. My hopes were higher. Well, see, see, that's the um, the Turing test right there. It's not funny, and you know what the Turing test is right. Like whether a person can detect whether the AI is. Uh, a robot or not yeah but that's assuming humor is is important in the output like what if my neighbor my neighbor had it do um uh he sold a car to another neighbor he sold a car to a friend and he had chat gpt write up the sales contract so he just told it write up a a auto sales contract in the state of california Mm -hmm. and it just spit it out with blanks for the names like dope Boom. Okay, that's dope. Another one, yeah. dude, he had to write a letter to the city about some permit bullshit and whatever, and he just told it, write a letter write a letter to the city of Orange County um, regarding, a, I don't know, a permit or a pothole or whatever the hell it was. He had to write a just a mundane Sick. letter to the city. Boom, and it spit it mm-hmm. out. Pow. He just fucking copy-pasted it, sent it. I was like, wow, that's pretty rad, No, dude. no, write a scathing letter. Ooh. Oh. 
Dude, okay, yeah. think of that. Let's let's see what it puts out. Let's have it get mean. Um, ooh, okay. I, all right, I got you. Okay. Um, Write a scathing letter about my neighbor who just got a chicken coop with roosters. Okay. And they won't. Write I don't know if you have another A idea. scathing letter to the homeowners association about a neighbor who just got a chicken coop and it is loud and stinky. <laughs> All right. It's working. Oh, yes. <laughs> it just starts with Dear Homeowners Association. I am writing to express my extreme dissatisfaction with the recent decision to allow one of our neighbors to construct a chicken coop in their yard. While I appreciate the desire to be self-sufficient and eco-friendly, the smell and noise pollution this has caused is unacceptable. The stench emanating from the coop is unbearable <laughs> and spreads throughout the entire neighborhood. I can't even open my windows without the overpowering smell of chicken waste wafting in it. <laughs> <laughs> additionally, <laughs> additionally, the noise from the clucking, crowing, and squawking is constant and disruptive, making it difficult to concentrate and sleep. I implore you to reconsider your decision to allow this coop to remain in operation. The effects on the quality of life for those living nearby cannot be understated. The unpleasant odor and noise are not only offensive, but also potentially harmful to our health. I urge you to take immediate action to address this issue and ensure that the appropriate measures are taken to mitigate these problems. Thank you for your attention to this matter. Sincerely, oh, man. your name. That is good. That is fan-fucking-tastic. Now, now, how about a rebuttal letter Ooh. to the Homeowners Association about why I should be allowed to have my stinky, loud... <laughs> chicken coop in hold the backyard on. that everybody's complaining about okay hold on mm. if they can convince me now that, write boy, a I'm rebuttal letter to the homeowners association arguing for the homeowner's right to keep a loud and stinky chicken coop on their property all right dear homeowners association i am writing in response to the recent complaint about the chicken coop on my property while I understand that some neighbors may find the noise and smell unpleasant, I believe that I have the right to maintain my own property as I see fit, including keeping chickens. Firstly, raising chickens provides a source of fresh eggs and meat, which is not only healthier, but also more sustainable than relying on, so on store-bought options. This aligns with the values of many homeowners in our community who prioritize self-sufficiency and eco-friendliness. Furthermore, the occasional noise and odor from the coop are part of the natural process of raising animals. It is a small price to pay for the benefits of this practice. I have taken all the necessary measures to keep the noise and odor to a minimum, including regularly cleaning the coop and using natural deodorizers. I would also like to remind what? the Homeowners Association wow. that the right to use one's property in a way that is not harmful to others is a fundamental right of home ownership. Banning chicken coops... Wow would be an infringement on this right and would set a dangerous precedent for future decisions. In conclusion, I respectfully request that the Homeowners Association respect my right to keep a chicken coop on my property and recognize the benefits that it brings to our community. Thank you for your consideration. Sincerely, your name. Amazing. It's Amazing. phenomenal, dude. dude. I mean, they both convinced me. R right? 
I, yeah, I, I, dude, that's a yeah, it's a great that's a great thing to say because I absolutely the first letter I was just like, oh yeah, it's atrocious. You can't let this chicken coop remain. And the second one is like, I'm gonna go wave a flag in front of this guy's house and be like, keep the coop, keep the coop. <laughs> like this is this is phenomenal, dude. It's phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, wow. I mean, the fact that that was just conjured up that quickly, that quickly, it spit with... it out faster than I can read it. Yeah, and with all the constituents or with all the details, I should say, of, uh-huh. of yeah, it, any kind of bullshit that could surround a chicken coop yeah, accurately it, depicted. It's, re- it's referencing the breadth of legal precedent and, and uh, all human knowledge and all, all, all everything. And, and yeah, it knows to incorporate the liberty and shit into it. You know, I didn't, I didn't give it any of that to deal with. Well, look at this. Do we even need lawyers anymore? Oh, that's a great question. Does this make lawyers' yeah. jobs easier, or does this make them obsolete? I hope it makes them obsolete. I don't like lawyers at all. Um, my apologies yeah. for anyone who's listening who's a lawyer, but um, I dislike you. Um, all you need is letterhead, really, you know, because that's the first thing they look up when they get a scathing letter is like, right? oh, how, how strong are these lawyers? Are they in this state, and how strong are they? Dude, it's amazing. Just fake... It'll, uh, it, it'll even uh, argue for and against something. Like I was thinking, I'll, I'll do this one again. Um, write a 50-word argument for abortion. And here we go. It's working. Uh, to where it, it even gives a disclaimer when you ask it to do something like um, politically charged like that. Like, hey, this is uh, just uh, a bot doing this. Like, don't punch me in the face, mm-hmm. basically, is what it's saying. Um, mm-hmm. So here's a 50-word argument um, for abortion. A woman has the right to decide what happens to her body. Denying her access to safe and legal abortion violates her bodily autonomy and places her health and life at risk. Abortion is a personal decision and should be available to all women who need it. Now write a 50-word argument against abortion. And there you go. It's working. Uh, and so, yeah, it's taken all these things that are, that are uh, just all, all information accessible up until 2021. They, they draw the line in this particular bot um, to get information up until 2021 for safety reasons, I guess. Mm. Um, so here's the argument Boy. against abortion. Abortion is the deliberate mm. taking of an innocent human life. It violates the fundamental right to life and dignity of the unborn child. Adoption provides a compassionate alternative to abortion that allows the child to live and offers a loving family to care for them. It even it even expanded on the argument against abortion by including the pro-adoption path. It's incredible. Next time you're on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and you see something posted, you know, you got to wonder, like, where is it coming from? What is, what's the agenda behind it? What is, uh, it's just, I don't know. It really just kind of throws a monkey mm-hmm. wrench in all of society. But this is a monkey wrench of... we're going to have to live with for the rest of our yeah. lives. In mm-hmm. in an ever-expanding, ever-integrated, ever-present way, it's going to be part of everything we do. You know, it's going to be more and more important as we go on the Turing test. Being able to t- detect if it is real or if it is a bot or programmed or a chat bot. And like that's this. going to get harder and harder as these things become smarter mm-hmm. and smarter. 
or they, like mm-hmm. you said, they probably already are. But the one they're giving us access to, if you can, one question I don't know about this is um, who funded and started ChatGPT. Can you look that up if you don't know already? Because I was told okay, that ChatGPT. Oh, I'll, I'll ask ChatGPT. Oh, do you have it on the, over there? Like it's going to tell me the truth, though, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. I was funded Because um, I, I heard, like, a bunch of multi-billionaires got together and basically donated a few million dollars each or whatever. They all kind of chipped in some cash to develop this thing and just throw it out in society. Like, here you go, guys. Fight mm-hmm. over this ball of yarn, you know? Yeah, and they also have, um, well, what's being baked into it as much as possible is... Um, what is it called? Um, things that might lean one way or another just based on how these billionaires want society to move. Mm-hmm. That's the other concern. It says OpenAI was founded in December 2015 by a group of technology leaders including Elon Musk, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, Elia Sutskever. Oh, that's the one you got to worry about. The one you can't pronounce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such skeever. Okay, I've never heard of either of those names. All right, just uh, so just Elon. I guess it's really not like a uh, a group of multi billionaires, or maybe those other people are billionaires. You just haven't heard from them. I thought it was like you know a bunch of big namers that threw in you know a few million each into a hat. Here's where you got yeah. Here's where you got to worry. OpenAI has received funding from the Open Philanthropy Project. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. that sounds like a tax shelter. Any, anybody that says like, like, oh, this is the Patriot Act or this is the, you know, you could, you better believe it's the opposite. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> We're doing you know, this for freedom. Like, yeah, this is the Freedom Act. This is the Help Americans Get Richer Act. It's, it's most certainly the Help Americans Get Poor Act. Um, a philanthropic organization, right? Focused on reducing global catastrophic risks, uh-huh, right, according to your, what you want to happen, <laughs> and other philanthropic sources. Boy, they use philanthropic in there three times. Uh, I'm going to have to call bullshit. Oh, man. They're, they're very yeah. philanthropic. They're, 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 they purely just mm-hmm. have your best interest in mind. They're, they're, they're a giving uh, group of people who care, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't be... Uh, miffed or um about this at all no uh yeah anyway so this is a interesting game-changing life-altering tool that can also tell you fart jokes and you know what it i do it's not it's not too funny yet and um there's this one podcast i listen to and if you don't listen to this podcast well you you might like it. You probably would like it. This is the only podcast that actually has me rolling all the time. Oh yeah, it's uh, Harlan Williams. Oh, I like Harlan Williams. Is. Yeah, isn't he funny? He's got his own podcast now. What's funny about his podcast is like you know he's a dick, right? <laughs> I, he's I like can't. like he he gets he brings people on, and it's always kind of like a game of cat and mouse, right? Yeah. Where, and then he kind of fucks with them a little bit. And I've never seen anybody ever beat him or like knock him down or put him put him down. And like he has, I mean, like he takes some people that are major smart asses and he puts them in their place, like Adam Carolla. Uh-huh. Carolla doesn't even even Carolla doesn't even stand a chance with Harlan Williams. Like that's how you know he's the king of cutdowns. Like he can and he does it really slickly too. But to my point, <laughs> he had somebody on there recently, and the guy was like. Um, and this was actually a really good podcast. I only listened to half of it, but boy, it was really good. I, I should, 
I'll look up the name in a minute. But this guy started a podcast that's the first AI podcast. Hmm. Like they have like AI integrated somehow in the podcast. And he's like, and the guy was kind of proud of it as if like he's, you know, he's being funded probably by these philanthrop- philanthropic organizations. We want to do a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what they're trying to do literally is learn from the comedy and then incorporate more comedy into uh. these AI because that's where they're failing in the Turing test is like they're not that fucking funny. But as soon as they get funny, we're not going to be able to, de- to detect whether it's a human or not. Wow. But, you know, that that funny aspect, that's a big thing, you know, because there's a little bit of expectation in there uh, um, or I shouldn't say unexpectedness. Yeah, that human nuance. That is necessary. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that human nuance is important in article writing, but not so much in scathing letter writing, you know, obviously, as we read like yeah. that. There, there is no humor when you're upset about a smelly chicken coop in your neighbor's house. And um, so for certain things, it's undetectable. You could never yeah. you could never detect that that was written by an AI bot. Those were legitimate arguments from a clearly uh, irate neighbor. I mean, there no one would question that. They would just go like, "Oh my God, the Johnsons are pissed." Um, from from a neighbor that's a lawyer, even. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Oh man, the the, the Johnsons have lawyered up here." I mean, this is a very well put together argument against the chicken coop and then boom the next day in the mail you you'd get the rebuttal and go well now see here the smiths seem to have acquired their own lawyer and their rebuttal is very convincing chairman here's i got a plan for you and your quest to get a chicken coop here's what you do okay you write a a letter against you, you write a letter against chicken coops to your hoa i've already got one then, then you write a letter for the chicken coop, for again uh, uh, for yeah. the a- HOA, and then they they get all worked up, and then they find out that it was Chat GPT <laughs> that generated these letters, <laughs> and then you go and you put a chicken coop in your fucking yard. I'm just gonna be <laughs> argue against me. Bring it on. Your human lawyers are no match for my AI bot. Its powers of argument are insurpassable. Oh yeah, my well, god! Then they might be like, "Shit, we're just gonna leave the whole chicken coop thing alone. Like, we're not gonna fucking dick with this yeah. now that you know we might have people coming after us here with these strong arguments of chicken coops." Dude, and then uh, next thing you know, neighbors in the homeowners association have like pet jaguars and giraffes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I like oh, I like where this yeah. is going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's how this AI can fuck with things and fuck with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really, it really is opening up a new whole can of worms that we've never known in civilization. Man, hey, for anybody who wants to try this and play with it and uh, check it out, um, you can just Google Chat GPT, I guess. But to go straight to the sign up page, it's uh, chat.openai.com. So you can just go there, make a free account, give it your email address so it can track you, and then uh, play with it. Yeah, and your phone number. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, your phone. Yeah, I think I had to uh, had to verify through a phone number and all that. Yeah. Yeah, they they need they need to add you to a graph database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. So that they know. I mean, small price to pay for connected to you know scathing letter writing. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, did you sign up for an account? Do you have an account? I did. All right. Mm -hmm. So you got one just now, or you've already had one? No, I did get one just now. All right. You busted me. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Derek's mm-hmm. on chat GPT. 
Um, all right. Hey, tell Jet T- GPT to write an outro for the Derek and Mike podcast. Okay. You want to put a little bit of juice in there? Like what? All right. What kind of juice can we add? Do write our, an our... outro to the Derek and Mike podcast in the style of Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, I, I didn't mean like a musical outro. I meant just like something to say as an outro. Like, a, yeah, write in. Yeah, I know. All right. But why, why not put a style in there? Um, okay. You don't want. In the style of Red Hot Chili Red Peppers. Uh, and mention chicken coops, eggs, and expired food. All right, and then you get to do our outro. It's thinking. All right, yeah, it takes, thinking. takes a okay. second. It, I get I get the outro. It popped huh. open a, a warning as soon as I signed in right before the show. It said, like, we are ex- experiencing an insane amount of traffic, so please be patient as chat GPT processes. When I tried it a week or so ago, it didn't say that at all. It was lightning quick, but right now I guess it's becoming popular, so it's just fucking probably got billions of hits every minute. All right, okay. is the outro so ready? You're, you're better at rapping about this, but... <clears throat> <clears throat> um, I should have put a, uh, oh, okay. Right. Here we go. Do, do it again. You can tell it, okay. do it again, except make it shorter or do it again. But now do this. You can, you can, you can tweak uh, it. It's, it's three paragraphs. It's not that big. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks for tuning in to the Derek and Mike podcast, folks. We've talked about everything from music to politics, but before we go, let's give out, give a shout out to our feathered friends who lay eggs and chicken coops day in and day out without end. Now, we're not ones to waste a good egg or two, but be careful, folks, and don't let your food get too old or overdue. We don't want anyone getting sick from expired cuisine, so always check the label and keep your fridge pristine. And with that, we'll wrap up and say goodnight. Thanks for listening and joining us for this insightful plight. We hope you enjoyed our chat and had some fun. Until next time, take care and keep rocking un- all right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. On doesn't on doesn't rhyme with fun, but no, no, no. Mm. Yeah, you kind of blew it there, Chad. So GPT, I just kind of did un instead of on. Yeah. S- still pretty good. All right, Derek. Well, we'll go out yeah. on that AI generated okay. note. Great talking to you, brother. See ya. Yeah. Don't you leave your truck running with the air conditioner cranking when you buy eggs at an egg farm in the morning and then go to work all day? Like, come on. How do you do it? Hey, this is Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We really, really do appreciate you. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Derek and I sure have a ton of fun doing it for you. If you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Um, you could follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, also, if you want to like the show or leave a good review, that would be cool. Let us know we're doing a good job. We'd appreciate it. Uh, in most podcast apps, you can also click the little bell icon thing, and that means you'll get a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's kind of cool. Also, if you want to reach out and say what's up, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're also on Instagram as Derek and Mike, or you can go to our website, DerekandMike.com. And if you want to go super old school and antisocial, you could even shoot us an email, info at DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you again next time.